Hi, I'm Darcy. And I'm Judy. And, and we're we are Women, Women of Watermark. Watermark. We welcome you to take this journey with us. We have over 40 years of marketing and communication that we're going to share with you. We're going to share with you our guests, uh, people that we've done business with, people that are experts in the industry, and really just have a lot of fun talking about marketing, communications, business strategies, and solving the problems that you might be having in your business. So welcome for the journey. We look forward to uh engaging with you. All right. Well, we are so excited to have Father Samuel Keyes here with us today. And uh, welcome, Father, to Just Wow, the Women of Watermark. I would love you to introduce yourself. Tell, tell the audience a little bit about who you are and what you do. Thanks, Judy. Uh, I am a priest of the personal ordinariate of the chair of St. Peter, which is basically the longest titled diocese in the country. And uh, I also teach full-time at uh, John Paul the Great Catholic University in Escondido. And I am in charge of uh, St. Augustine of Canterbury Catholic Church, which is a small uh, mission community of the ordinariate uh, in North San Diego County. Do you have enough jobs there, Sam? <laughs> uh, I, 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 yeah, I think I think it's enough <laughs> for now. You don't need any more. <laughs> what did they say? If you want something done, give it to a busy person. There you go. So there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, and unfortunately, it does work like that sometimes. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we w welcome you here today because we had the pleasure of working with you on a project, and we just kind of want to chat about it, chat about mm -hmm. your experience with it, and and um, it is. Um, something for our audience to sort of understand the importance of, of the business plan and, and external assessments. So we'd like to start out with what problem did you bring to Watermark that, that uh, you were looking to have solved? Where do we start? We had so many problems. <laughs> uh, we, I think, I think, I think you you all helped helped me understand <laughs> like some more problems. Uh, no, I mean, I think when when I first came to you, uh, my my initial thing we, we were talking about like opening a bookstore or something, and we were and and that transformed as we had many discussions about what we actually what we actually wanted, what we were actually capable of doing. Um, you know, ultimately, our our problems uh, were, I guess, two two kind of separate but, but related. One one was just uh, the growth and uh, stability of our uh, church community. Um, you know, we're uh, trying to become a parish, and uh, which is not a norm. I mean, that's it, it's not a typical model in the Catholic Church. Um, it's you know, most parishes are. You know, started by diocese, they have funding and so on, and we're kind of starting from scratch. And um, and the second problem related to that is just uh, a stable location. You know, we we had been struggling with kind of floating around from place to place, and of course that fed back onto the whole community growth piece because it's very difficult to invite somebody into something when you're just a kind of roving. Um, band of whatever whatever we a nomadic were, you know? tribe right uh, a, no, right, a nomadic, modern day nomadic yeah, tribe I mean, <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so one of the tools that we used was we wanted to look at you, you know the marketplace you know where's 
the parish was located, what's going on there. And uh, we use something that a lot of people are familiar with called the SWOT, which is strength, weaknesses, opportunity, um, threats and trends. And most people confuse, oh, that's a strength. Well, that's also an opportunity. And for our conversation today, we're really going to focus on the external environment. So what were your opportunities? What were your threats? And what were your trends? And most people don't add trends to SWAT. And I'll give you a perfect example why. You might be a manufacturer of the best firewood-driven fax machine in the whole world. <laughs> but the marketplace has changed. And, you know, email, there's something called email. And you don't need to burn combustibles to create energy <laughs> to create a fax machine. So it's really important always to stay alert of what's going on around you. And I think some people think, well, you're a church. That, that doesn't matter. But it absolutely matters, especially when you're looking for a long-term home, right? Location, location, mm-hmm. location. And what are the challenges and what does that community look like? So I well, just kind of wanted to set the template of what we're going to focus on today because we did do a number of things for you. We could actually and hope we'll have you back to talk about demographics and, <laughs> and communication channels and all those other good things. But today we kind of want to talk about um, the uh, external part of the SWAT and um, what that process was like for you. And the, yeah, go ahead. And the opportunities and opportunities and threats. That's so that's right. what we're going to focus on now, uh, the different opportunities that were available to you. When you started going through this process, and you know, you said we, we transitioned from one to the other, that was kind of part of identifying what the opportunities were. Um, did it surprise you, the different opportunities that we ended up, you know, uncovering through the process? It, it did. I mean, I, I don't, I, I would not have expected um, it, what we came up with when, when I first started. I mean, I, I went into it kind of blind, uh, knowing that we just needed some help <laughs> and, uh, and, and having a good recommendation. And, and, and so the, uh, the conversations themselves were very helpful in just kind of prioritizing and understanding some of the possibilities. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I, I understand looking at the um, the situation where we were just the, 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 we were in Escondido at the time and, um, and just kind of thinking about what particular opportunities that presented, uh, I, we hadn't really thought about it. We had thought about it in a very limited way. Um, but, um, I think a lot of, a lot of our people had retained this kind of mindset of, oh, you know, people will find us wherever we are and it'll just kind of magically happen. And, um, and, and, you know, actually looking at the environment and uh, everything around us and those opportunities and and challenges was, uh, was really good in kind of allowing people to think about, about mission. And, you know, that's what we're supposed to be doing as a church. Um, And it's, that that can't just be like an intellectual thing, you know, like, yeah, there are truths of the faith that we want to communicate, but we have to, you know, I mean, it's, it's kind of, I'm sure there are all sorts of examples like uh, Darcy's <laughs> example with the firewood. I mean, it's like, I can, you know, I can, I can find like a wonderful place to go and, you know, preach a brilliant homily, you know, but if there's no one there to hear it, it's not really, useful or edifying to anybody. Um, and, uh, you know, so, so we had to kind of 
take that seriously uh, as we as we thought about what we were doing. Uh, you're not alone. We have a lot of clients that say, well, we'll just build it and they'll come. And that worked for the field of dreams. And that's the only thing it works for. <laughs> you know, um, just because you, yeah, you have a website doesn't know people will find it. Just because you mm-hmm. um, provide a great homily and a great community experience doesn't know people know it's there. You know, so was there any really aha moments? I mean, you talked about homily, which kind of triggered one for me. But I want to hear if there are any really aha moments that you found. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, for me, the, the biggest aha moment was simply when, when we started to realize that, uh, so we were at, you know, we were at a, on a university campus and, and I, and I think we started to realize how we had to use that, not just, I, I don't know, I'm trying to think of how, what the, what the, the difference was, um, it, it, you know, I guess we had just been thinking about it as, oh, we're here, we're just going to kind of use this space while we can. And we didn't really see the opportunities for um, the, the kind of future partnership and, uh, you know, really doing something together with that other institution. Um, that and, and so it really was kind of an aha moment when we were able to start imagining, you know, what that might look like. And, and noticing, oh yeah, hey, there's this like empty building over here. Like what, what's happening with that? And, um, and you know, as you know, some of those things haven't panned out, but it allowed us to kind of, um, well, it, it provided some vision for us that we're, we're now kind of applying in a, a different, but very similar institution, right. which has turned out to be a little bit of a better fit, you know, for us, uh, you know, so far. Um, so it's not just a it's not just a place where, where we are, but we're trying to actually build things that that are, are specifically suited to that place. So right now we're you know we're partnering with a, a K through twelve school, you know, and and so we're doing things like that work really well in that environment, you know. Um, so we're, you know we're, we're going to have like a, a you know some summer camp type things for for kids, and we're going to have um, well, there are some things that we, that we've been wanting to do for a long time, but like all of a sudden work now, because we have this hospitable institution, you know, like, um, who doesn't love pancakes? I mean, we're going to have a big, you know, Shrove Tuesday pancake, uh, thing, which is a very typical, at least in, in our tradition, a typical kind of, uh, church thing to do. Uh, but, uh, we're trying to do that in a way that like involves, you know, the school and, uh, uh, and is a kind of a mutual thing because we have some common goals, you know, like in terms of building and improving the, um, the facilities. And, uh, and that's not something that this community had ever really done at all. I mean, they were just kind of, um, they were like sleeping on somebody's couch, but <laughs> there was, there was no kind of sense of, of, of ownership, right? <laughs> I, I think as we went through the process, a big aha moment for me was, you know, the focus was a lot on the college and, and the students there and those that were attending in the parish. But when we really started doing the external market assessment and really looking around at the opportunities in the community, we found that 45% of the community identifies as religious, and they are looking for a place to be and a place to go. And, and in addition to that, that the community itself is really looking to partner up with other organizations like yourself to for 
camps and breakfast and, you know, schools for the kids or daycare for the kids. So there, that opened a lot of opportunities that I don't think were we were originally looking at until we had done the market assessment and realized what the community was really looking for, asking those questions and, and finding out how they would best fit your vision and how you might change your vision to, you know, accommodate both what your goals are as well as becoming a really uh, integral part of the community around you. Well, I think it helped you imagine the possibilities. Yes. That you didn't have to stand yeah, alone, that you could stand with someone. And the first partner mm-hmm. didn't work out. That's why you call courting, yep. right? You, you, you mm-hmm. court them and see if it's a good <laughs> fit, if there's shared values. And, and it's no different in, in business partnerships. You have to court them as well, whether you're a church or you're a nonprofit or you're a for-profit. It, it's still those same elements they matter. Values matter because, you know, if they're not aligned, it's not going to work out, which you experienced in your first round of trying to partner. It, for whatever reason, it just it didn't work out. For me, um, similar to Judy, I was surprised at how many self-identified as religious. And I was also, being a cradle Catholic, surprised at how many people put value on the homily or the sermon, as people would say. Um, being a cradle Catholic, you get what you get, and you like it, and if you don't like it, you offer it up and you move on. <laughs> and that wasn't that's not today's generation. This is what families, young families, are looking for. They want to get value out of the message. And so for me, that was that was very opening. Right? And the I music. Was, oh, and the music. Which was another aha moment. You know, really, mm-hmm. the, it, good music is very important, and that happened to be part of your mission and part of what you guys were trying to do so that was a, a good fit and you were already doing it well by the way yeah not that i'm comparing anybody but you guys were doing it well and even that's a place where we've really learned that because of the nature of um our our organization and our size uh you know we have a, a very committed choir but you know what? When one family gets sick, they're just decimated. You know, I mean, because we're that we're that kind of size. And so, one of the things we realized uh, is, especially when we do things during the week, like we had Candlemas this week, and we had the the um, the student choir from the uh, the school, you know, sing for us. And then, uh, because for whatever reason, our people they just they find it harder to do things during the week. Uh, sometimes it's because they're scattered throughout the county or whatever. Um, and we realized, oh, actually, well, that's just something we need to get used to and, and kind of be um, strategic about it. So we've got another, in fact, we've got a parishioner who um, who runs a choral organization. Uh, that's her main work, you know, with, with youth. And so, you know, we're like, okay, well, you know, we're going to get them for Ash Wednesday uh, so that... Um, so that there's less pressure on our, you know, our, our little group. Um, and that's, that's pretty exciting as well, because it, it, uh, it's kind of, and it's, it's kind of good for everybody too, because it's like bringing more families into the school and that's good for them. You know, that kind of exposure, uh, is, is, you know, uh, always a plus, um, yeah. Oh, and uh, what I was going to say with, with, you know, the preaching and the music, I mean, part of me as a, you know, as a theologian, I like, I, it's, it's kind of grating on the, on one level because it just feels like consumerism, you know, it's like, it's like people just kind of want, they want things that they want and they're going to kind of move around to find where they get it. And, you know, I think as, as, as a church, we have to, we certainly have to be careful about that, but, you know, there's also just a, a recognizing the reality of it that like, you know, you, you, it might not be how people should 
behave, <laughs> but it's <laughs> often how they do behave. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, if we actually care about their souls, um, and that's my job. I mean, that's the chief law of the church is the salvation of souls. You know, so if I actually care about that, I have to, to, to sort of be honest about what they're looking for and find those ways of kind of drawing them closer and, you know, bringing them into uh, a deeper fellowship um, with, with God and the community. And, and, and so that's, that's really, I think, important. I think the other thing that was very noticeable was the welcoming. You you might be small, but you're mighty. That that's a mighty group of people that are very passionate about community, want to share, want to welcome, um, are very friendly, even in challenging COVID circumstances. You know, being outside is not a typical Catholic experience. Um, out in the elements and still being as friendly and welcoming um, as possible and really excited about their community. And so I think from that standpoint, you, you had a great, um, good foundation to start with. Mm -hmm. I know that didn't happen overnight. I know that's something that you worked yeah. hard to create. Yeah. I don't want to take anything <laughs> away from that, but you have to acknowledge where you are before you can go to, to the next level. Yeah. And, and that's part of the assessment, yeah. right? Absolutely. And, and, you know, one of the things with the, the assessment was to be able to say to some of those people, hey, you know, there are people out there we know, like we've looked at these, this research, we know there are people out there who, who would be looking for a community like this. So, you know, have the confidence and, you know, be encouraged when you're, you know, welcoming them. The, the, you know, because I think there's a, like, it, there, there were I know people who who kind of used to approach it as that, like, well, I don't want to, you know, come on too strong. I don't want to actually, like, you know, be too nice and then therefore scare them away, you know, like that <laughs> that kind of thing. And it's like, no, just yeah. I mean, don't be weird, but you know, uh, or, or maybe do, you know, be but be weird in the people that in the way that people you know, kind of are looking for you to be weird, you know? Yeah, there's a whole audience that is really waiting and wanting to be a part of your community. And they, you know, having the confidence with the, with the research to be able to go and say, yeah, we really want to welcome you in and, and uh, you know, not be afraid because you're, like you said, might offend someone or so on and so forth, when exactly it's the exact opposite, that they're actually waiting for you to ask them. Well, and I think for your particular parish letting them know there were people out there just yes. because their numbers hadn't mm -hmm. grown in the past it was not a prediction mm -hmm. of their, their future right and and for those that yeah. had been long time members of i'm going to say the the community you inherited um mm -hmm. that was challenging for them because you know they're only used to seeing those same 25 or 30 people and that's all there ever was and we've been doing this for years and we never grew so we're not going to grow now and 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 realizing you're going to grow but it's not going to be the same Right. Keeping the community right. and your values is the same, but it's not going to be the same faces. And it's going to be young, probably younger families. And, you know, it's going to be different. And I think, you know, we had the pleasure of not only interacting with you, but also your team, you know, at the, at the leadership level. And it was interesting to see how the mode and the mood changed with that excitement that now we've done the work, we have a plan. And again, it, it ne didn't necessarily go exactly the direction that got on paper, but the point is, and the reason for doing it, is to get some direction, to have 
the research there to give you what are the goals, what is the plan moving forward, and with that confidence, it brings the whole team along. I, I saw a visible change in people that got super excited about, okay, we're ready, we've got some information, we've got a plan, and we're going to grow. And that was pretty exciting to see. And, and we know the plan didn't go A, B, and C. It never you, usually does. Never, never usually does. I think what you were able to get to why you were able to end up where you are right now is because everybody was on the bus. Yes. And, mm-hmm. and realize that that's yeah, exactly. exactly, you know, what, what's going on, right? It, it, mm-hmm. This is where we're going. It, we may have many destinations on this bus, <laughs> but we're all on the bus and we're all going the right direction. And, you know, um, I, I think for me that was also very, very visible. Um, you had said in the beginning you had lots of problems and we identified more. Did you get what you expected as the end product? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I probably got more than I expected. I mean, I don't know that I knew what I was getting into, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, I knew, I know <laughs> basically my, you know, my friend, uh, and, and yours, father Bartis was like, Hey, you need to get, you know, ask these ladies to help you do a business plan. I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> you know? Um, and, and, uh, I was imagining basically like a few pages and (laughs) maybe a budget and some a few goals and 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 uh you know we ended up with a lot more and 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 a lot more uh material that as you know i haven't even really fully you know grasped yet i mean i'm still i'm still uh you know i still want to spend more time with it you know looking at some of the, the 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 different kind of external research stuff that, that you all did um, and and to kind of keep coming back to it um, you know it, it really is a work in progress and I mean it's I realized okay we, we you know part of that part of this we came up with a with a budget and I remember checking in with my my volunteer bookkeeper and being like hey how you know how what's your, what's the progress on getting this stuff put in and she was like oh I don't I don't I don't know how to do that. I think it's time to like actually hire somebody <laughs> to do this. <laughs> and so uh, that and that was a, that was a kind of eye-opening moment. I was like, okay, well, and now you know the finance committee met and we were like, yeah, we we need to actually use this <laughs> so uh, that we can have some more information going forward. And uh, and that's kind of a nice step to just realize, okay, you know, we're uh, we're going to take that step of actually getting uh, some 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 more serious uh kind of accounting and bookkeeping and stuff and uh i mean that's one of those kind of behind the scenes things unfortunately it's not very glamorous but uh it it needs to happen you know um for me to kind of be able to keep my eye on what's what's going on and you know whether we're actually kind of meeting the uh the goals that we need to um so yeah well, and the business plan is always a living document. Then, and, you know, a lot of times mm-hmm. that gets done and everybody's rah-rah and then it gets put on the shelf. And that is not something we ever recommend. It's mm. something we refer to regularly with the clients that we work with and build their plan and their goals. And it, if you do that, then at the end of the day or the end of the year or the end of the period, you get a much better result out of it because it's something that you've you've lived with and you've made a part of of your management structure and your goals throughout the year. Well, I think it's difficult with a volunteer-based group, right, to find those champions, whether it's the finance committee, the communications committee, Mm -hmm. the hospitality committee, to carry that forward. And and you had an extra burden 
uh, or challenge of not having a home. So uh, being nomadic um, by nature and, and now hopefully not, but being able to keep all those balls in the air and keep those champions engaged and wanting them to do more than um, what you were currently doing so that you could attract more, I think was very challenging and very honorable because you've been able to do that. Absolutely. Well, we, we appreciate you coming out today and uh, talking with us and chatting with us. And do you have any final thoughts? No, thank you so much. I, I'm uh I'm honored that, that you would invite me on your your uh, podcast. So that's fun. Well, we're having a lot of fun. We are having a lot of fun. And we're really glad that you <laughs> came on. I think one of the things that people always ask us, well, what do you do? We get that question all the time. And, and do what, you, do you market? what do you market? What do you market? It's the other thing. Um, we really solve problems. That's how, that's our short, sweet answer. And what do you market? And just like accounting, generally accepted accounting principles, we follow generally accepted marketing principles. And whether you're a parish or a nonprofit or a or municipality or a water district or political candidate, the, uh, the principles are the same. So right. we're really grateful that you came in and we're so open and shared that, you know, you're a, a small community that's growing. Right. And hopefully growing mm -hmm. far beyond your expectations. <laughs> so what for our audience, <laughs> we're, we're going to put in the, the SWOT analysis uh, uh, worksheet. Yep, it's a template. It's a template. So if you want to fill that out or if you have questions about it, make sure you put those in the comments and we're happy to answer them. We're going to have an entire session, I think, just on answering questions in the future yep. as we continue to build this podcast. In the meantime, thank you, Father Keys, for joining us. And thank you, everyone out there, for listening. And we hope to see you next time on Just Wow. For more information, visit watermarkassociates.com. That's watermarkassociates, all spelled out, forward slash podcast. You'll find today's resources on there, and you'll have the opportunity to give us your comments or suggestions for future episodes. We look forward to you tuning in for the next time, and hopefully we'll hear what you have to say. 